Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Talk Recorded live. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Area 21, the Underground Takedown. It's your boy, King Friday. This is episode 9. Black Butterfly and A. Millie, are you here? We here. What's up? What's going on, everybody? That's what's up. That's what's up. So, yeah, we coming to you a little bit later on in the week because, you know, we grown up. We got shit to do, but we hope y'all still listening. Uh, first and foremost, want to definitely give a shout out to everybody that's supporting us, everybody that's following us. Uh, we closing in on 300 followers on Instagram. We just broke 100 followers on Twitter. So shout out to everybody that is supporting us. So uh, do us a favor. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, and Stitcher. Listen to us. Um, interesting fact that I found out, shout out to Podcast and Color, Barry. Uh, Barry with at Podcast and, and Color and PodcastandColor.com. Uh, I follow her on Twitter uh, and Instagram, and she gave an interesting tip that I did not know. Um, if you are using iTunes, you have to you would you have to review us first and rate us first because once you subscribe you can't. And so um so yeah, that was just an interesting little tidbit that she didn't uh that she, that she hipped me to. Um uh, so if you are listening to us on Google Play, uh not Google Play, on uh iTunes, you have to actually Subscribe first. I mean, so uh, review us first, and then subscribe. Because once you subscribe, there's like this whole long way that you have to um, that you have to like to be able to go in. Like once you subscribe to to go in and review us, it's like this long drawn out process. So yeah, um, I don't know why I went off onto that whole tangent like that. So shout out to everybody supporting us. Just uh, subscribe. Uh, if you're not subscribed and you did listen to us and you didn't click subscribe yet, go ahead and review us. And uh, once you do that, then hit the subscribe button. Or unsubscribe, review, and then subscribe again. However you want to do it, just keep supporting us. We appreciate everybody. Shout out to all our followers um, at Area 21 Podcast. It's Area the Number 21 Podcast. Uh, we're on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, and Stitcher. So let's um, let's hop into something real quick. Uh, just to, uh, let's get a couple of fuck yous out of the way. Uh, we're going to say fuck you to Sean Spicer. Um, as usual, I think this is like a weekly thing. Uh, fuck Sean Spicer. Because uh, he got up there and called uh, concentration camps Holocaust centers like it's some kind of afternoon delight. Um, so fuck him. We ain't going to spend too much time on that bullshit. Uh, fuck United. Fuck United Airlines. They dragging people off, whooping ass and shit over, uh, over seats because they overbooking and shit. Um, Buddy lost two teeth, uh, had a broken nose, uh, and a couple other little injuries. Um, so he's about to get paid. His lawyer has already come out and said, uh, Dr. Dow, I believe is his name, he's about to uh, sue and get paid. So Buddy's going to have free first class for the rest of his life. Um, so, yeah, fuck you to uh, United. In slightly positive news, though, the state of New York uh, has decided to raise the age of people charged and sentenced as adults. Uh, so on Sunday, 
uh, they voted to raise the age of criminal responsibility as part of a budget deal uh, that would raise the age to 18. So anybody under the age of 18 will no longer be housed in adult jails and prisons, uh, meaning they will be sent instead to juvenile facilities where they can receive rehabilitation and treatment. So uh, that is now in effect in the state of New York. So shout out to New York for that. Um, and now uh, I definitely got to get uh, your opinions, Black Butterfly and A. Millie. So we did a Twitter poll. Uh, we didn't get a lot of votes on it uh, because we don't have a lot of followers. So follow us on Twitter at Area 21 Podcast. But we got 12 people that voted. We got 12 votes in. And I'm just going to read y'all because I'm not sure if y'all saw it. I, I think y'all saw it. But I'm going to just I'm just throw this throw this out there because we got to discuss this. This is really disturbing. Uh, but we did a Twitter poll, which every we try to do it every day to post like a question of the day uh, and see, you know, what's, what's, what's going on. You know, where people's minds at, where your head at, shawty. So the question was, remove remove one from the 90s. So out of these four choices, one of them you had to take away. You know, you always see the memes, one got to go. So we did that. We said, remove one from the 90s between Bad Boy, LaFace, Cash Money, and Death Row. Now I'm going to read to you the results. Twelve people voted total, so not a whole lot to go on. Zero percent voted for Bad Boy. Fifty-eight percent voted for LaFace. Seventeen percent voted for Cash Money. And twenty-five percent voted for Death Row. So, I'm going to just tell you how I feel. I have a problem with that simply because I don't know who in the hell voted for this because out of those four, my personal option would be Death Row. Honestly, let's be honest. I'll get rid of Death Row. Out of the 90s, I'm not going to get rid of Cash Money. Because 98.99 was cash money. Bad boy, come on, you can't get rid of bad boy. And LaFace, you get rid of LaFace record in the 90s. You literally have damn near no R&B except for possibly Motown. So, um, Black Butterfly, just give me your take on that. Because I, I, I think honestly that was you know younger people answered this question. I'm assuming because I just don't know how you could just take bad boy. I mean, uh, take LaFace out of the 90s. But give me what, tell me what you think. Okay, so. Um, I'll be honest, I did see the poll. I did vote for Death Row as my choice. Um, as far as why people chose LaFace, I think it's, it may only be because they're not familiar with all the artists that LaFace, um, you know, had signed to them and what hits may have come out, you know, during that time. Um, and myself included. I mean, I'm a music lover, but if we're talking like early '90s, you gotta understand we was pretty young. So I was listening to the music, dancing to it. Probably had the CD, but did I know who the uh, record label was and executive and who was producing it? No, um, I couldn't even tell you right now. <laughs> so I apologize about that, guys. I I didn't vote for LaFace though. I knew LaFace probably had you know some key uh, monumental, you know, music greats of that particular time era. So I, on the poll, I personally did not vote for LaFace. I did vote for Death World Records. But I think the disconnect is probably just because of people not being knowledgeable of whom was signed to LaFace Records and what hits came out under that label. And while we're on that, before you ask Emily, for my own personal knowledge, could you name a few? Because I didn't, I didn't know myself. I'm gonna be honest. I'm so glad you asked. So I just pulled up the 18 greatest LaFace records 
uh, records, R&B slash hip hop albums ever. So I'm just gonna read some of them off the ones that we really, really know. Um, Against the Grain by the Young Bloods. Y'all remember U Way? Yeah. Yeah. That was LaFace Records. Uh, the Boomerang soundtrack. Um, Shanice, her self-titled album. The Soul Food soundtrack. Uh, Usher's My Way. Uh, the Heat, Tony Braxton's album. Aquemini by Outkast. Uh, Donnell Jones, Where I Want to Be. Uh, the Tony Rich Project, his uh, the album Words, Confessions, Usher's album, Soul Food, the Goody Mob album, AT Aliens by Outkast, Secrets by Tony Braxton, Tony Braxton self-titled album, Fan Mail by TLC, The Speaker Box and the Love Below, Crazy Sexy Cool by TLC, and Stangonia. Those are just, well, this was a list uh, by the G-List Society, that was the 18 greatest by LaFace Okay. Records. All so right. pretty much every 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 Outkast album, every Usher album, every Tony Braxton album, um, the ones that that they hit me, I didn't even like uh, the Youngbloods. U Way was my shit. Uh, Goody Mob. Me too. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, TLC. So yeah. Yeah. So I think oh. that's all it was. Just a disconnect because I'm Khalid. not gonna lie. I probably had all of those albums, but I did not pay attention to it. It was by LaFace. So that's all yeah. I think it was personally. <laughs> so yeah, hey Billy, what, what what you got to say about that? Um, well, me personally, I saw the poll. I would have voted for Death Row Records to be gone because number one, you got to think about LaFace. I mean, started in 1989, and you know, since it it, it ranged from 1989 to 2004. Yes, Death Row Records was created in the 90s, but if you if there was no LaFace, there would be no R&B. There would be no Tony Braxton. There would be no Usher. All these great artists that we listen to today, like, oh, I, I love old school R&B, like Babyface. I mean, all of that was LaFace records. I mean, if you took that out, there would just be, that, there would be no music, period, to me. Yes, I, I listen to rap, but I don't, I didn't listen to, um, growing up, I, I didn't listen to Tupac like that. Yes, I did with certain songs, but I didn't listen to them like that or Nate Dogg or um, Snoop Dogg out of all of them were my favorite. I didn't listen to Dr. Dre like that or Suge Knight. It was mostly like Snoop Dogg for me or Tupac coming up. I mean, you got to um, just think about it like LaFace. Uh, with the Boomerang soundtrack. Boomerang came out in 1992. That was when um, Tony Braxton's um, debut album came out. So, I mean, come on. Like, if there was no Tony, there was no LaFace, I mean, hey, I got to go with what I know. I would have to get rid of Death Row Records. And I love R&B music. Like, I would have kept, of course, Cash Money because, hey, uh, taking over for the 99 that was the that was the that was the joint, you know, coming up in middle school and high school. And of course you can't forget about Bad Boy with P. Diddy and um uh-uh. can't do um uh Big. So I mean Mace. Hey, you can't Mace, you can't forget about all of them. Yeah. So you know, I like 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 what if I say it it probably was a disconnect and you know what I'm saying, like even with us, like she said, you know, a lot we really didn't even realize how I I guess cause I really like LaFace was like Atlanta, so at LaFace and So So Deaf. LaFace, So So Deaf, I mean, I mean pretty much like this with music culture in general, like 
I'm aware of all of these labels that, you know, was like rising up, you know, catching fire in the 90s. But I really, you know what I'm saying, I really didn't really pay attention to that, you know, all of, you know what I'm saying, everybody was on the face. Like, I know people that were signing, I knew Outkast was signing the face, but sometimes I just really, I guess, kind of forgot that fact. But I know good and damn well in my mind if somebody asks me, who do I want to get rid of? I just know off rip, like, no, I'm not going to get rid of the face. Like, I, you, hear, you heard it too much in the 90s. Like, you heard L.A. Reid and Babyface name too much to just be like, oh, I can't get rid of their label because that would get rid of things that they do. No, I'm straight on that. But, yeah, I just brought that up. So maybe, you know what I'm saying, we'll vi revisit that later on in another poll. And I won't put the face on there because I'm not going to do that to the 90s. I'm not going to just have them removed like that. And y'all had the nerve to come on now. Death Row, Death Row was all good. But, like, really, who all was on Death Row? MC Hammer, Tupac, Snoop was on there for a second. Like, yeah, all right, we can get rid of Death Row. Cause Snoop came back on uh on um was it No Limit? Uh, MC Hammer was signed to somebody else before he got with Death Row. Dude, that when he got with Death Row, that was the end. So you know, get rid of Death Row. But that's just how I spill on that. Um, but on to the next. It is now time for my favorite segment and everybody's favorite segment. Urban landscape, and uh, like I said last week, we are going to try to start uh, implementing the strain of the week. And this week's strain is tangerine, uh, and I'll get my information from Leafly, and then I'll also give my personal review as always. Uh, but tangerine is a, is a sativa dominant hybrid. Uh, it's a fourth generation daughter of CH9 aroma. Uh, the fruity tangerine aroma is accompanied with notes of mango and pineapple. Um, uh, the strain attributes it is great with uh, giving making you happy uplifted energetic euphoric and creative medically it is great for stress uh, and good for depression and slightly a little bit for pain uh, the negatives uh, according to Leafly are paranoid dry mouth dry eyes and anxious now my personal review tangerine is beautiful as its name said it does have a very citrusy smell also has a very citrusy taste um, so if you like tastes as well as smell, uh, tangerine is great, and like a uh, like it does say, it is a sativa dominant strain, which means it gives you mostly the head high, not so much as the body high, so it doesn't weigh you down, make you feel like you're stuck. It uh, uh it does say that a lot of people use it for creativity. Um, so when you do when you do smoke it, or smoke it, or ingest it, or take it, however you do, um, vaporizer, um, the flower, or uh, concentrate oils. Uh, it does. Uh, it is good for being creative. It does uh, keep you energetic, make you want to move and get things done. Um, so yeah, this week's strain is tangerine. Y'all check it out uh, if you uh, have the ability to. Uh, go to your local dispensary or to your local uh, the, the distributor, if you will, uh, and ask if they have uh, tangerine on deck and get you some. And then you let me know what you think. Hit us up. Um, in big news, I did mention last week also that Canada uh, was supposed to make an announcement, and they finally did. Um, Canada is uh, set to legalize marijuana July 1st, 2018, uh, which will make them the first G7 nation to formally propose the full legalization and regulation of cannabis. Um, uh, and this article I'm reading from Leafly, uh, it came out today, so uh, today... Uh, leaders of Canada's Health, Justice, and Public Safety Ministries uh, revealed their, the Liberal government's plan to end decades of cannabis prohibition. Um, if adopted as planned, the new federal rules would allow the production, sale, and possession of cannabis by all adults 18 and older. Uh, the federal government would license cannabis producers, a.k.a. growers, 
but will leave most regulations regarding distribution and sale up to the provinces. Um, so you can read the full article on Leafly.com, uh, but as of right now, July 1st, 2018 uh, is the date that they have set. That date may shift uh, as they move towards this. This is not approved yet, but you know the federal government themselves will come out for this. They have a liberal government in place, uh, so most of the things that they do propose get passed through. Um, but as of right now, July 1st, I think, is Canada Day, so they may move that date because they don't want to uh, you know, take away from Canada, Canada Day and make it like the 420 of the North. So that date may change. Uh, as to when it will officially become legal, but sometime uh, summer of uh, next year, cannabis will be federally legal in Canada, uh, and then, like they say, they will leave it up to the provinces or what we like to call states. So, as a federal government, it will be legal provincially, uh, down to what like was was the equivalent of statewide. There, they'll leave uh, all of the um, leave it up to the states, uh, the provinces there. Uh, but as you, as most people do know, medical marijuana is already legal there, uh, so those rules will stay in place, and the government says they will adjust accordingly uh, to you know to make everything work out. But uh, shout out to Canada for that. Um, and then, lastly, on the urban landscape, Denver. Denver is now you know becoming they're, they're the next big frontier. Colorado in general is the next big frontier with cannabis. Uh, but Denver is on track to have social consumption options by this summer. And I'm reading this from the Marijuana Times. Um, one of the biggest problems in legal cannabis states is the lack of places to smoke cannabis outside of a private residence. This has left tourists and residents alike with very few options when it comes to actually consuming their legally bought cannabis. And Denver has sought to ensure that at least in their city, there that will no longer be an issue after passing a local ballot initiative to allow social consumption in licensed businesses. Um, you can read the full article on that at, Mar at the marijuanatimes.org. Uh, like I said, Denver is on track to have social consumption options. Uh, so pretty soon, and it says by the summer, so pretty soon, uh, it does say the initiative creates what is called the Neighborhood Supported Cannabis Consumption Pilot Program, which will allow any local business that doesn't sell marijuana or alcohol to obtain a permit from the city uh, after they obtain the support of the neighborhood that would allow them to let people 21 or older consume cannabis on the premises. State law prevents cannabis from being consumed anywhere alcohol is sold, so for now businesses like restaurants with bearing liquor or sold are not able to have such a permit. Um, so yeah, shout out to Denver. They make it stride. So possibly by this summer you'll be able to go into... That's the, the weird thing about it though, is uh, any local business that doesn't sell marijuana or alcohol. So basically you would be able to go into a dispensary uh, buy your weed, and then you may be able to go to like a locally owned bookstore uh, or a locally owned, uh, you know, cafe or coffee shop uh, to where they will allow you to smoke weed in there. But the place cannot already sell, and they also cannot serve or sell alcohol. So that'll be kind of neat to you know pull up pull up in Denver and hit a dispensary, and then hit your locally owned bookstore and smoke a joint. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to Denver that uh, for that. Um, but that's gonna do it for this week's. Urban Landscape. Shout out to Tangerine this uh, this week's strain. Uh, but now we're going to mosey on. Oh, yeah. Before I forget, shout out to uh, 420. It's coming up. We week will be on Viceland, so y'all tune in to that. Um, but we're going to mosey on down to uh, to the curb and Copper Squat. And, hey, Millie, hit us with some uh, entertainment. Yes, what's going on, everybody? It is time for the Sip and Sit. 
Comedian Charlie Murphy, older brother of Eddie Murphy, passed away yesterday after a battle with leukemia. According to TMZ, Charlie died in a NYC hospital and had been undergoing chemotherapy. Charlie Murphy also co-starred on Chappelle's show and was in notable movies such as Lottery Ticket and Roll Bounce. Also, his wife, Tisha Murphy, died in 2009 from cervical cancer. Charlie Murphy was 57 years old, and our hearts and um, condolences go out to Eddie Murphy and his family as well as Charlie Murphy's two young kids. Actor Don Cheadle is gearing up to bring a story to the big screen about Wall Street's first black millionaire. According to The Hollywood Reporter, Don Cheadle has acquired both the film and television rights to the 2015 book Prince of Darkness. He is also expected to star in the project as well as produce. Now, the movie will tell the story of Jeremiah now, the movie will tell the story of Jeremiah Hamilton's success in NYC during the 19th century, shortly after being chased out of Haiti. Hold on, y'all. <coughs> My allergies acting up, so forgive me if I'm sounding like this. <clears throat> Tory Lanez was arrested on Wednesday for gun and drug charges. According to reports, Tory Lanez was pulled over Tory Lanez was pulled over for a routine traffic stop, but it was discovered that he didn't have a valid driver's license and had a small amount of weed and a gun. He was released after posting one thousand dollars bond. Looks like the TV show Fear Factor will make its return to a new network and, y'all, a new host. According to reports, Ludacris has been tapped as the new host on MTV. The network recently revived the show and will have about 12 episodes. The rapper will also executive produce, and the series, which is set to premiere on Tuesday, May 30th at 10 o'clock p.m. Now the tea for today. Now this is hot. I don't know if you guys have been following the news with T.I. and Tiny, but I'm just going to tell you what happened on yesterday. Recently, T.I. made a guest appearance on the Angie Martinez show where he opens up about his marriage and separation from his wife, Tiny Harris. In the interview, he stated that there is no issue between him and Tiny, and he goes on to say that still one of my best friends in the world that I've ever had. I can be a better best friend than a husband. Right now, T.I. says he's only focused on his family and that his marriage. Now, listen, y'all. He says that his marriage distracts him from accomplishing his goals. Now, the last season of T.I. and Tiny, the Family Hustle, will premiere this Monday, April 17th, on VH1. Now, if you haven't really heard the interview, I advise you to go to The Breakfast Club and also go to um, Angie Martinez because she is the one that interviewed him 
and it's all on um, her Instagram, just little clips so you guys can hear. But that is all that I have for the sip and sit for tonight, and make sure you go to Area 21 Podcast on our Instagram to see all the stories that we didn't cover in the sip and sit segment. And also I want to point out the two premieres that are coming on VH1, which is Basketball Wise LA, coming back 8, 7 Central, and T.I. and Tiny, the last season of The Family Hustle. So make sure you guys tune in to that on Monday night. That's what's up. Appreciate that. Um, Basketball Wise come on on Mondays now, right? Yes. Okay. Um, and Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, uh, will you be live tweeting this Monday? Yes, I will be live tweeting this Monday for Ratchet Monday. So make sure y'all follow Area 21 Podcast on Twitter and see what we're talking about because, hey, we get it live or on on live Twitter now. Listen, when I tell y'all, hey, Millie has the Twitter popping on Mondays. I'm talking about plenty of retweets, plenty of retweets. Uh, when A. Millie gets to live tweeting about that love and hip-hop Atlanta. So, you know what I'm saying? If you're into that, follow the hashtag, follow us, Area 21 Podcast. It's Area the Number 21 Podcast on Twitter. Uh, and while you're at it, go ahead and go hop over to Instagram and Facebook and follow us there, too. We would love to have you. We love the fellowship. So, fellowship on with us. Uh, but now that we're done with that, uh, Fly Girl Fashions and Black Butterfly always does us the, be- the beautiful justice of keeping us out here not looking bum and trashy so uh as usual like butterfly hit us with some of that fashion all right all right y'all it's your girl black butterfly of fly girl fashion you know i have a passion for fashion so i'm coming at you with what's hot in the street so i can keep your face on beat and your hair and clothes on fleek so first and foremost i um, want to discuss an article courtesy of Huff Post, and it's in regards to the fashion model, Maria Borges. I hope I'm um, pronouncing that right. And she is the first African cover girl on the Elle magazine this century. And the article states, 20 years have passed since Elle's U.S. edition featured an African model on the cover of its magazine. Maria Borges just changed all that. Borges is a 24-year-old supermodel whose star has seriously been on the rise. From her stunning Fashion Week appearances to rocking her natural hair at the Victoria's Secret Fashion Show. Now Borges is one of six stars on the cover of Elle's May 2017 swimsuit issue, and she is the first African model to appear on Elle's cover this century, BuzzFeed reported. Sudanese model Alec Weck graced it back in 1997 as the magazine's very first black cover cover girl since it was first issued in 1985, according to Fashion Bomb Daily. She tweeted to celebrate the moment. Borges spoke about the vital need for representation in the fashion industry in her interview. The fashion industry is here for everyone, regardless of color or race, she told Elle. When I was growing up, I never saw someone like me, and now the other girls can see someone like them. It's all about inspiration. Borges, who grew up in Angola 
and was recently dubbed one of the African models breaking barriers by CNN, became the face of L'Oreal Paris in February. At that time, she spoke about inspiring other women. I believe in the beauty of diversity, she said in a statement at the time. The empowering message that a girl who started from the bottom can be an international beauty symbol and be living proof that our dreams are valid and the future ahead of us is bright. So definitely want to give a shout-out again to Maria Borges, and I'm so sorry if I'm mispronouncing her name, but I have been watching her for a very long time. She's a beautiful African queen, um, and she also was the individual I spoke about on a previous podcast who was one of the ones to break barriers and change the game by choosing to wear her natural hair, a short natural hairstyle, at the Victoria's Secret fashion show. So definitely want to give a shout out to her. And Elle, um, I'm definitely happy that you have chosen to highlight um, another uh, woman of color on your cover magazine issue, but let's do better. It's no reason at all that it has been 20 years uh, from the time Alec Wick graced your cover to 19, in 1997 to now in 2017 with Maria gracing your cover um, for you to have a black model that let's, let's do better, but thank you for trying to be diverse. Um, Moving on. Everybody is definitely going crazy over new photos of Beyonce in a head wrap. And this article is courtesy of essence.com on April 5th, Beyonce commanded a world stop moment when she posted a slew of breathtaking photos on she and Jay-Z's ninth wedding anniversary. They're serving relationship goals per usual, but the powerhouse performer's gold head wrap is getting extra love. In one of the photos posted to Tumblr, Queen Bay's accessorized crown is captured in a perfect side profile shot, complete with matching hoop earrings, sunglasses, and the dewiest skin we've ever seen. Beyonce's red carpet style has certainly evolved over the years, but it's nice to see her slay in such a laid-back look. And the head wrap is just the icing on the cake. Although most will continue to gawk over the latest Carter family photos, we're mostly excited to see more A-listers wrapping their hair in fabrics for high-profile events. So Slay Bay, definitely shout out to Beyonce. She's always been an influencer, a trendsetter, and just want to shout her out for just embracing her African roots. A lot of people have not understood the symbolism in Lemonade. They have not understood the symbolism in her maternity shoots or even the recent performance that she did, I believe, at the Grammys. But trust me, Bay is woke for all those who think that she's not just because she has blonde hair. So shout out to Bay and go uh, check those photos of her wearing this head, dra- head wrap uh, and let us know what you think. I'll upload some pictures to our area 21 podcast Instagram page. And so just give us a shout and tell us if if it's hot or not and let us know what you think about Beyonce wearing this glorious head wrap. Moving on, want to discuss 19 marvelous makeup looks on dark skin. This article is also courtesy of Essence.com. From complexion colors not being readily available to other unflattering options, Those with deeper skin tones know the struggle of shopping for makeup. Thankfully, the industry is starting to pay attention with an onslaught of products 
and or entire makeup lines dedicated to women of color and pigments created specifically for deeper skin tones. Now that we have the color range and product supply to sufficiently slay, we have to know what to do with it, right? Did you know that inspiration is all around you? Social media has created an amazing platform for both professional artists and aspiring beauty junkies to discover easy tutorials. Instagram has not only become famous for its onslaught of self-portraits, it's literally a mall for makeup mavens. Brown skin girls all over the map are showing us how it's done with uber inspirational pictures of their work. Find Insta inspiration for your next big night out by perusing beautiful makeup looks on darker skin tones. Get ready to feel more confident than ever. So I pulled a few um, looks from makeup beauty influencers on Instagram that look good on uh, women of color, specifically with deeper skin tones. So I want to go over a few of those real quick so that you can up your makeup game. Use a pinkish glitter to accent your eyes. A rose-colored lipstick will also help add balance to the look. Gather your favorite hues of yellow-green and add them to your eyelid for a little pop of color. This beauty, this beautiful look also at um, can be also add, be added with. Let me just start it over. Scratch it out, AJ. <laughs> Um, gather your favorite hues of yellow-green and add them to your eyelid for a pop of color. This look can also have hues of blue added to make a bold statement. If you aren't familiar with a cut crease, let your eyes steal the show. Pro tip, this one takes a little practice. Use ultra-creamy and pigmented eyeshadows when trying to achieve this look so that the colors pop and will blend well together. Make your lips the star of the show with slightly ombre pink nude lips. Use deep rose-colored liner to outline your lips, followed by your favorite lip stain in the middle. Don't forget to blend. You'll be happy you did. Trending glitter lips are not just for the holidays. Wear glitter lips and add magenta eyeshadow to accompany glitter bomb lips with a dust of gold in the inner tear duct. You'll, actually, you'll absolutely love this look. Add an orange tint to your cheeks and lips for a, a fun pop of color. Use the warmth of your favorite bronzer to achieve a glowing look and complement with a nude lip. Mix and match the nude and Bordeaux colored lip trends for a versatile and eye-catching look. And lastly, invest in a new highlighter to brush onto your cheekbones and your brow, brow bone. Accompany with false eyelashes and honey, you've got the look. And lastly, for the Fly Girl Fashion segment, I just want to give some tips on uh, from static clean to fighting wrinkles, all the fashion hacks to keep you stylish this spring. So basically, these are just going to be some little tips and tricks to keep your clothes intact so that you can be wrinkle-free and just look your best. Spring is in full bloom, and as the season brings on new fashions, here are some hacks that may spare you from a clothing catastrophe. If you are annoyed by static cling, you can get rid of it easily, easily by gliding a metal hanger down your clothes. If your boots and leather shoes need a polish, just grab some olive oil and rub it on your shoes for a shimmering shine. You can also freshen your sneakers with the help of a peppermint tea bag, which absorbs odor while releasing a pleasant smell into your shoes. 
Style expert Dallas Shaw, author of The Way She Wears It, told Inside Edition she puts her jeans in the freezer because she says the cold temperature helps the pants maintain their shape. And when it's time to wash them, you can preserve the color by adding a cup of distilled white vinegar to cold water and letting them soak for about 20 minutes. And if you don't want to spend the extra money getting your silk shirts dry clean, you can just hand wash them in a cap full of baby shampoo. Shaw said to soak them gently, then throw your silk into a salad spinner to remove the excess water before hanging the shirt to dry. Do you need to press your shirt in a jiffy but don't have time to break out the ironing board and iron? Just grab the hair straightener, which works wonders on your clothes. And don't forget about the so-called tailor's tack, the X placed on the bottom of skirts and jackets by, by designers to prevent the vent from opening, increasing while the garment is hanging in the store. The tailor's tack should be cut off as soon as you bring your garment home. And that will wrap up the Fly Girl fashion segment of our Area 21 podcast. I will definitely upload photos for you guys onto our Instagram page so that you can see the beautiful Maria Borges, who is the first African cover girl um, in 10 years. Um, Also, I'll have photos up of Beyonce's head wrap, as well as some of the marvelous makeup looks on dark skin. So be on the lookout for those. And as always, if you need any additional tips on fashion, inspiration, or motivation, follow me at Fly Girl Fashions on Instagram and Facebook. And you can also shop my closet on Poshmark. That's what's up. As usual, thank you. Y'all follow Fly Girl Fashions. That's F-L-Y-Y-G-I-R-L-F-A-S-H-I-O-N-S. Fly Girl Fashions. That's fly with two Y's because, as usual, it's twice as nice. And while you're doing that, also follow Area 21 Podcast. That's Area Number 21 Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Shout out to all of our supporters, all of our followers. We see you. We love y'all. Um, and we got a treat for y'all before we get into our topic this evening. Uh, but we were able to have a wonderful Area 21 on one uh, with Kristen Mother Nature from Express Yourself. That's E X B R E. A-S-T-Y-O-U-R-S-E-L-F Express Yourself Y'all can follow her on Instagram And also hashtag Express Yourself uh, Me and Black Butterfly had a chance to sit down with her uh, And just, you know, let her educate us a little bit On, you know, her movement uh, Her being a doula uh, And also being a, uh, you know Trying to get her certification to be a lactation counselor Um, And just her movement uh, With Express Yourself Which is a business that they provide A nursing suite um, at different concerts and festivals and, uh, you know, live events and things like that. Um, so we'll just play you a little snippet of that interview. Um, and then if you want to hear the full interview, definitely go on over to iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, Stitcher. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, uh, you should see uh, the Area 21 on 1 interview with Express Yourself uh, listed uh, underneath this. So take a listen to our interview, Area 21 on 1, with Kristen from Express Yourself. And I'll put in a clip there. All right, yeah, there you have it. That was just a small little snippet of our, uh, you know, hour-plus-long interview uh, with Kristen from Express Yourself. So definitely uh, don't forget to follow her on Instagram and keep up with her to definitely hear more about all all of the events and things that she's got going. That's at E-X-B-R-E-A-S-T-Y-O-U-R-S-E-L-F. Uh, Kristen with Express Yourself. We definitely want to give a shout out to her and thank her for taking time out of her her schedule to, you know, just 
bless us with a little bit of knowledge and education uh, to let us get a little insight into what she's got going on. Uh, and also thank you to Black Butterfly for, facil for facilitating that interview. Also thank you and shout out to both of y'all for that. Um, but for tonight's topic that we'll get into, and I'm going to let Black Butterfly and A. Millie uh, really do the talking on this because I want it to come from their perspective. I'm just going to, you know, give the topic out and, you know, give give my little bit of information on it. But tonight's topic we wanted to jump into uh, is the misogyny in, misogyny in music and the parallels between being a woman who, uh, for one, like Amelia is, you know, kind of in this industry as far as communications and radio stations and things like that, being in the industry and being a woman in the misogyny that, you know, that is surrounded and, and, and ingrained in the industry. And then also... Uh, uh, from like Black Butterfly's perspective Being a woman who listens Like you mentioned previously You know you like to listen to a little trap music Every now and again who doesn't um, But you know Just you know give us y'all You know your personal opinions uh, And things of that nature When it comes to the misogyny of music Like everybody knows how many times Somebody says the B word in a song How many times And you know there's always the cliche of Well he's not talking to everybody He's talking like when somebody says Ho he's not talking to you If you're not a ho don't listen But it's you know it's you know it's the same old thing, but there it's more to it. Um, and you know I just wanted to give y'all a chance you know express yourselves on this. Um, so we'll start we'll start with uh, Black Butterfly because this was kind of you know the topic was you know kind of your idea of, of of you know you wanted to bring it up. Um, so me as a man I'm not gonna speak on it because uh, <laughs> you know I I have I have male privilege when it comes to this. Um, I'm not I'm not the one being talked to. You know, the most that I can say is when somebody's saying a song, they say, fuck nigga or something like that. And I know they're not talking to me. But, you know, speaking from a woman's perspective, and A. Millie will get yours, you know, by being in the industry. But Black Butterfly, just, you know, kind of speak on, you know, the misogyny of music and, you know, from your point of view, the parallels between being, a you know, a consumer of it. And, you know, how do you, you know, the self-care that you have to put in place to, you know, Kind of take it with a grain of salt, but also enjoy and when not to enjoy and things of that nature. But uh, Black Butterfly, go ahead and give us your spill on it. Okay, well, um, the subject matter first came to mind um, when we were just speaking on a topic um, earlier, you know, in the group meet, and we just came about uh, discovering, you know, that there's actual, like, actually an intersection, you know, that uh, a lot of rappers seem to struggle with um, as far as actually loving black women and also being a misogynist. Actually, I think it came about because we were actually discussing um, T.I. and his comments on, you know, his marriage and how, you know, it was basically getting in the way of his goals and things of that nature. But, you know, if you if you are a T.I. fan and if you keep up with popular culture, um, T.I. is usually on the front line for social advocacy. You know, he's he, I, I've actually seen him in a couple of marches, you know, in regards to uh, Black Lives Matter or other types of protests. Um, he is quick to respond um, when 4-5 decides he wants to get real dis disrespectful on Twitter or, you know, whomever else. So, a lot of people actually look up to T.I. as kind of a hood role model because, you know, although he is supposedly about that life, um, he is definitely well-spoken and um, definitely keeps himself abreast of current events, and he definitely uh, walks the walk and not just talks the talk when it comes to actually being involved and being a, a, 
an advocate and an ally to, you know, his fellow brown brothers and sisters. So um, when I actually, I haven't listened to the whole interview yet, but when I just saw articles about it and heard snippets of him saying that, you know, his wife or his marriage was a hindrance to reaching his goal, um, that really honestly rubbed me the wrong way. It really did. I mean, uh, uh, Tiny has held T.I. down for a very, very long time. And, you know, rumors have swirled around of infidelity before and that there were swingers and this and that and the other. But, um, you know, for the most part, I feel like she has had his back through whatever it is that, you know, he may have put her through as a popular, uh, attractive, you know, rapper in Atlanta you know, of all places. And so that's kind of how we got to the point of um, just realizing that, you know, there is misogyny in in music, even when black men make an effort to be loving uh, to black women at the same time. So um, one of the examples that um, I had kind of been struggling with is is J. Cole. I love J. Cole to death. I mean, he is definitely well-versed in addressing social issues, um, about black women, about black men, um, as well as um, women, but sometimes he can, um, you know, be a little misogynistic. Just to give you an example of a verse from one of his songs, uh, one time for my LA sisters, one time for my LA hoes, lame niggas can't tell the difference. One time for a nigga who knows. Um, and so, in that lyric, he's trying to separate a sister as someone whom he respects and loves and adores as a black woman from a L.A. hoe. Um, but the thing is, what really constitutes a hoe? You know what I mean? It, I mean, why is it okay for men, especially rappers, to surround themselves at any given moment, whether it's a party, whether it's on a plane, whether it's on a video shoot, or in their bedroom with multiple women doing sexual things or sexual acts, and it be okay and it be revered and it be glorified and it be, you know, looked as a goal, you know, for a lot of young men to aspire to attain. But, you know, the moment a woman uh, wants to be sexually free or if it's one of the women that's participating in your entourage on that plane or in your bedroom or as a quote-unquote groupie, um, you know, you call her a hoe. So my thing is this. you, In my opinion, you cannot be a social warrior. You cannot be a ally for Black Lives Matter or anything else if you don't support your women. I do not see a lot of other races of men that degrade and talk about uh, their own women as much as black men do. We get dragged through the mud by our own men quite often. Um, Just like this guy, Tommy, I don't even know how to pronounce his name, on YouTube. I recently actually just signed a petition to get him off of YouTube. I have never seen a, a man that is so self-hating as he, you know, he has nothing positive to say about black women and I'm not here for it. So I kind of just want to, you know, bring attention to, you know, what really is going on. Like, do these black men really have our back, you know, or are they just saying it, you know, just for show? I mean, even considering some of the wives they may have, a lot of the times they're, you know, they they woke as I don't know what, and their wives are not black or either she's mixed or extremely light-skinned, nothing wrong with that. Not saying that you, that you have to have a, a dark-skinned queen to be woke and be relevant, but I'm saying, though, you know, a lot of times you're not even choosing 
the type of woman as your partner as the one that you're claiming to be an advocate for and to protect. Um, so like AJ mentioned earlier, I'm a well-rounded person, and I love that about myself. I mean, I can I can be the most intellectual person you've ever seen, or I can be ratchet. I know how to have fun, and I know how to adapt my personality and adapt myself to any situation. I get along with people just fine, and I'm not one to judge. Um, but at the same time, you know, I realize that a lot of music is toxic when you're that type of person that does not know how to separate reality from we, you know, what's fake. I can do that. You know, I can go to the club and, and, and twerk and, and bring it in for the 99 and the 2000 to back that thing up. But at the end of the day, I'm going to go to my nine to five and get my, and get my work done. You know, at the end of the day, I'm striving for, you know, better things. I'm trying to be an entrepreneur. I'm trying to be a, um, a, a integral uh, individual or leader, you know, in my community. So I can kind of distinguish the two, you know, from each other, but you don't have people that can do that. You have people that listen to these songs, look at these videos, and they're literally trying to live that lifestyle. They can't tell the difference. That is their reality. So I just really feel like if you're going to be an advocate for black women, if you're going to be an advocate for addressing social issues and things like that in your songs and videos and want to, you know, so-called proclaim yourself or accept the title, of being a conscious rapper, then you got to treat your women better. You can't say that we're queens and a hoe in the same sentence. And let women have fun and have sex. I mean, if you having fun and have sex, what does that make you? You participating in the one-night stand just like she is. So technically, if she a hoe, you a hoe too, you know? But I really just don't even believe really in the whole thought and the whole whole, you know, terminology, you know, I may have said it in the past, but as I get older and as I research more, that's just a, that's just a, a result of living in a misogynistic society, you know, a, patriarch, a patriarchal society where it's okay for men to indulge in the pleasures of life and it's not okay for women. And in some countries it's so extreme to where they're actually doing things such as female genital mutilation. And if you've never heard of it, look it up. It's called FGM. You actually have some women in Africa and other, and, and other countries as well that are getting procedures done as young as being a baby or a preteen where they're literally getting their clitoris cut off. They're getting their, their vaginal open closed up and only leaving just enough space for a man to penetrate them. But as we all know, or as you should know as a man, the majority of our sexual pleasure comes from the, the, the clitoris. That's where most, most of our nerve endings are, just like it is in your penis. So these girls are basically going through a circumcision. That shouldn't happen. But to them, sexual pleasure is is not is not a privilege that a woman you know can have you know. And then you got other women, for instance, in India. I've heard of several cases where men have killed women in broad daylight for denying um, a marriage proposal, you know. Or it's okay in certain countries for fathers and and brothers to beat the women when they're being disobedient. So, you know, we go through enough as women. We go through enough as women of color. So if you're going to be an advocate for black women and you're going to be an advocate for the black community, period, then you really need to change the course of your music and really think about your lyrics and what it is that you're saying. Because like I said, I can't see or understand how 
you know, you can say one time for my sisters and then one time for my hoes at the same time. Like, what really distinguished one from the other, other than your own personal misogynistic views of, of what makes a lady and what's not a lady. So that's how I feel about that. And, and, um, and there you go. As usual, Black Butterfly going to come through with the sex education, which, you know what I'm saying, Black Butterfly, I honestly want you and, um, because I know that we, we've talked, and I'm planning on doing a men's forum uh, with some with a few good men that I know. Uh, one of our good friends uh, is, is probably going to be on there, and a couple other people that I know. You know, married men, people, you know, upstanding gentlemen. We're going to have a men's forum, and just, just get on, and we're going to tackle some issues like misogyny and patriarchy and things like that. But, like, what if I, I want you and uh, a Millie to kind of put something together? We'll keep you all updated, but I want you all to get together and have, like, a women's forum. Um, but then also like a, a sex talk where you 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 actually kind of dive dive into you know just the education part the parts that people just don't know. Uh, so we'll work on that because every I, I mean honestly every single time we bring up some of these topics, you always hit me hit hit me and hit everybody else hit the listeners uh, with a lot of information that we just don't know. It's just not taught like you know like they ain't teaching shit in health classes no more. So we know that. But yeah, definitely want to get on that. But uh, hey, Millie, um, definitely want to get your perspective, your point of view on it, especially from by you working um, in the in the industry as far as communications and radio and things like that. So you know, just give us your your, your spill on it and you know your take on it. Well, I think Marissa said it all. Like I have no words, but um, just with working in the industry and working for um you know, in, in the urban industry. I hear it all, all day throughout the day. Yes, we all listen to it. But really, if you really listen to the lyrics, you know, when we were younger, we didn't know what they were saying, but we just knew it sounded good. And even so much now, it's like, okay, you listen to a song, and you know the words or the lyrics to the song isn't right, but it's like, okay, you can look past that. I'm just listening to the beat. But I was um, looking up just different songs that have uh, misogynistic lyrics, and um, they were just going in depth with it, like, you know, listening to Robin Thicke and T.I.'s song, Blurred Lines, or um, just any other song, Eminem, any any song, and I was just reading and reading between the lines, like, wow, this is what men, I'm not going to say all, but, you know, as far as rappers and musicians, they are really degrading us as women, as black women at that, like Marissa said. Like, we get so much flack, but everybody else, whether you're Caucasian or, or Asian or Latina, like, everybody's praising them, but when it comes to, misogynistic lyrics like towards a black woman, we are always shaded. We 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 always get like the bottom of the barrel. Um yes, I believe, you know, I think it's wrong because we aren't that way. Um and as a strong black woman, I have to say strong, um we men rappers, I mean backtrack, rappers do need to stop degrading us in their lyrics, um, calling us hoes, calling us bitches, calling, oh, yeah, your ass so fat, and everything like that. I mean, you're degrading us. Is that only thing that you see at us as as a piece of meat? Like, what about, you know, respecting our mind? Like, um, just 
recently listening to Kendrick Lamar's new song, Be Humble. And in that song, he talks about, um, you know, all the natural um, women, you know, he's tired of the fakes. And, I mean, it, sometimes along down the road, it has to stop. But, hey, we it won't. I know it won't, but um, I just think that, you know, as a black woman, like, we should hold ourselves up and black men should hold us up as well. Like, what if we did that to men? What if we were rappers like Nicki Minaj and we're talking about men calling them um, broke or, you know, cheating, lying? Like, we all we all do it, but what if we did it more so like how rappers do us as females? I mean, I kind of... That's one of the... That's, that's kind of like that, the, the double standard. I, I'm not trying to cut you off, but that's that thing. It's like there is really no male equivalent to, you know what I'm saying? It's, it, I mean, it's, 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 if you look at the history of any oppressed group, just like black people, white people called us niggers, ER, for the longest. And, you know, still to this day, it's a slur. Like, white person calls me a nigger, it's, you know, it's going down. It's going down. And, 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 right. Like, no question about it. Um, but there's really no equivalent that black people can call white people to the fact where it's like, it's that... Like, we can call them crackers and honkies all day, but it's kind of comical when we say it. You know what I'm saying? It it doesn't sting because it, ha- it doesn't have that historical connotation to it. So it's like when we call them women bitches and hoes, and I say we, and I'm speaking in terms of males, not me in general, not me personally, but when a man calls a woman a bitch or a hoe, that stings. It hurts. It has historical connotations behind it. It has degradation behind it. But there's no equivalent that a woman can call a man. Like, in most cases, if a woman calls a man a hoe, he he might, you know what I'm saying, in most cases, take pride in it, like, yeah, I'm a hoe, I'm fucking hoes, I'm fucking bitches, like, but, you know what I'm saying, so that's the other downside to it, there is no, you know what I'm saying, there is no flip side equivalent to, a, and that's, you know, like, 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 what if I said, that's the byproduct of living in a patriarchal society where misogyny is the basis of it, you know what I'm saying, so, like, there's nothing that a woman can say to a man, really, that would literally just make him feel like, oh, my God, you're degrading me. Like, there, I'm, I, honestly, I'm thinking there's, no, like, you can't. There's nothing you can say as a woman to a man that will make him feel like less of a man. Like, we know that if you walk up to a female and you call her a, a bitch or a hoe, you know what I'm saying? Unless she's unless she just going to disregard you and cuss you out or whoop your ass or whatever, like, for you know what I'm saying? Like, she, it's going to make her feel some kind of way. It's going to sting. It's going to hurt emotionally. And there's nothing that she can say back to that man that would make him feel the equal pain or the equal emotional stress that it causes. So, you know, that's, that's that byproduct of, you know, living in this patriarchal, misogynistic world. Um, and... I'm going to play devil's advocate a little bit because every time this topic comes up, no matter where it comes up, no matter what circle it comes up in, rap music is always target. And while rap music, you know, is at the forefront of it because it's, you know, rap music is one of, it's like the, hip hop is like the number one genre of music in the world. No doubt about it. So it's always at the forefront, but let us not ever forget all of the other genres that contribute to misogyny. Because if you listen to any country music song made by a man, same words in it, same kind of words. You listen to any R&B song, and you know you listen to some of the old R&Bs, the '90s R&B. 
it wasn't necessarily calling women bitches and hoes, but it was objectifying women, making them, you know, leading, making them out as objects, sexual objects for affection and desire. So, you know, I, I just wanted to play devil's advocate a little bit. Like, we we can't put it all on rap music because every single genre of music does it. And in some cases, especially now, because sex sells so much, it's to the point because because we're in a patriarchal, misogynistic world, sex sells. So women are being forced, you know, forced to do it to themselves. Um, I was reading one article about uh, about Kesha, the artist Kesha. Um, she was being sexually harassed by her producer, I think his name is Dr. Luke, uh, last year sometime. And because she was under contract with, uh, I think it was Sony she might have been with, whoever her label was, uh, she went to court because she was trying to basically leave the label because she was being sexually harassed by her producer. Um, but the courts sided with label, and basically she had to stay within her. She had to, they were saying she was violating her contract if she left for sexual harassment. So, you know what I'm saying? So, like, that's that's one flip side to it. But then the other side, you got female artists who literally have to get butt naked and in a video or on stage to attract people to want to even listen or buy their music. Whereas a man doesn't have to do that. Um, so, let, you know what I'm saying? I want to bring it to that point. Because uh, I know we, 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 we beat up on hip-hop a little bit because, you know, it is at the forefront. It's the, it's the number one music genre in the world. But, uh, hey, Millie, just uh, give us your, little, your, your take on, you know, how... Um, how can I put this? Just the effects of other music and... Why Why do you think... Okay, so here, here's how I want to pose this question. The, the effects of you... Okay, scratch all of that. So this is the second part of the question. As you, you personally, how do you... For lack of a better word, how do you self-care as far as music and the misogyny in music? Because as we know, most of the most of the new rap now is you know it's it's catchy hooks and a beat. So for self care, do you just you know do you just focus on the beat, or you know what do you do you know to to because I mean I'm pretty sure majority of women who respect themselves can't just go listen to a song that's like the like if the whole song was bitch ho bitch ho bitch ho bitch ho they would not listen to it or could not listen to it no matter how catchy the beat. But, you know, in terms of self-care, how do you, you know, you kind of deal with listening to that song, you know, like, Bad and Bougie, like, the songs you say, My Bitch is Bad and Bougie, like, how do you, you know, but in that, so it's a catchy song, everybody likes it, but we all know it's full of misogyny. So, you know, in terms of self-care personally, how do you, how do you combat that? Hey, Millie, we'll start with you. Um, Usually, like, when I listen to a song like that, I'm listening to the beat. I kind of block out the words. If I'm like, you know, riding to riding in the car to work or something, I'm like, okay, what's this song? Okay, whatever, you know, my bitch is bad and bougie. I'm listening really the beat and I'm just bobbing my head. So, um, it, like songs like that, I can kind of block it out. Yeah, I should be listening to it because it is, you know, talking about women and downgrading women. But you know, sometimes I'm like, okay, the song. Maybe, you know, saying bad things or saying wrong stuff about us, but I cannot, I cannot how the beat is, um, 
I, I personally like the Bad and Bougie song. Um, yes, I know he's talking about, you know, females and calling us uh, bitches, but I can't help it. I like what I like. I, I, I kind of just block out and tune all of that out. And then, you know, maybe in the middle of a song, I might change it, but that's mostly what I do, like, when I listen to a song like that. Like, I'm just listening for the beat. Like, I know the lyrics may say something else, but I'm just, like, listening to the beat, mostly. That's what's up. Black Butterfly, you know what I'm saying? Give us your personal uh, POV on how you kind of self-care when it comes, like, you know, when you're out, you want to twerk, and you can't twerk to an R&B song that's all about love and, 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 and sunflowers. So, you know what I'm saying? How do you self-care when it comes to the misogyny and the music that you're listening to? Um, I definitely agree with Ashley. Um, you know, I've mentioned before that I'm a person that actually loves music for what it is. I love the melody. I love the beat. I love the tempo. Like, I'm actually enthralled fully um, when I'm listening to a song. So more than likely, you know, if it is a song that's misogynistic, such as Bad and Bougie or what, what have you, um, I'm more so swaying my hips and moving my hips because of the beat and because of the catchy phrases. Um, another thing as well is just owning yourself as a woman uh, and kind of like what you were just saying with the word nigga, you know, and the negative historical connotations uh, that goes along with, with that word in regards to when other ethnicities call us that, you know, specifically Caucasians, you know, but blacks, we own that word. We call each other nigga, like, nigga, stop playing, nigga. you know what I'm saying? Like, we have, we, I think a part of our resilience is turning, you know, uh, you know, pain into pleasure, you know, laughing at, at our pain. So I think we take ownership of negative words so that it won't hurt as bad. So, for instance, with the songs, you know, a lot of times they call us bitches, and then you hear girls call each other bitch all the time. Like, girl, bitch, guess what happened today? Now, me personally, I don't really do that um, because that's just not my personality. I don't knock nobody that does it. But I think it's a way of empowering the word and taking the sting away from it and say, okay, well, if you, if you and your songs going to say, if you and your songs are going to call me a bitch, then yeah, I'm a bitch. I'm a bad bitch. I'm a boss bitch. You know what I mean? Like actually putting some type of positive prefix, you know, before the word bitch to kind of take ownership of it and take the, take the sting um, off of it. So I think that's, you know, a form of self-care that women have established, you know, specifically black women amongst ourselves is to, you know, just, just own the word. And a lot of people misunderstand Amber Rose. Um, I, I'm with Amber Rose. Like, people don't understand what it is that she's doing. But when she created the slut walk and when she she and Black China wore, I believe, an outfit of, of similar type that had derogatory terms on it, such as bitch, slut, whore. That was a way of them owning that word. That was them saying, hey, we taking away this word from y'all niggas that want to call us these names and be derogatory, and we're owning it. So, you know, yeah, I might be a bitch. I might be a hoe or whatever like that, but it's no longer hurting me because I own that word. Now, do I still condone any woman being being called those names or a woman herself calling herself that? No, I don't, but I understand what it is that she's doing. It's a form of female empowerment, and, and it's saying, hey, just because I like to have sex freely does not make me a hoe because 
you have sex freely as a man, and I have that right as well to enjoy myself as long as it's protected and it's um, consensual, and I'm grown as hell. You know what I mean? So who are you to call me a hoe? If you get to enjoy five girls in your hotel suite while you're on your uh, tour bus, uh, then I can enjoy two men in my bed or have me a different boyfriend every week. So that's kind of what, that's why Amber Rose established this slut walk because she got tired of being slut shamed. I mean, even, you know, during, like, for instance, I'll use Sierra as, a, as, a, as, a, as an example. Sierra's married, okay? She's married with a loving husband and she's pregnant, but people still have stuff to say. People still like, oh, she she got pregnant real fast or blah, blah. Like, this is a grown lady. Why are you blaming Sierra for wanting to be intimate and having sex with her husband that she's under a covenant with God who approves of them being intimate, you know, but she still was slut-shamed by people saying, well, she, should, she, she did it too fast. They just got married, you know. So it's kind of like you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't or whatever. So I that's how I – desensitize myself from it, you know, is mainly, you know, again, just kind of enjoying the beat and the melody of it and then just owning the word for myself so that I can take away the thing from it. Now, some music I just will not listen to point blank, period. Now, some of the more mainstream rap songs, they okay, but, you know, I've heard worse, you know, like some of the ones that get released off of a uh, – off of an artist's album is for a reason because, you know, it's one of them ones that's kind of teeter-tottering on the edge, but, you know, kind of sort of, you know, can still be accepted and still be um, trendy or what have you. But sometimes if you really listen to some of them songs, like some of the other playlists on these rappers' albums, they are absolutely horrific, and I refuse to listen to them. Um, So I think it's just a matter of – you know, again, like we talked about last week, just protecting your magic and just know what you're not going to allow into your body and your spirit to listen to. And then I think it's just a factor of, um, you know, knowing how to decipher reality from, you know, what's fake and um, just not allowing yourself to participate um, in everything and then just taking ownership um, of the word if it is something derogatory and make it into something positive, if possible. Definitely, definitely. But, but uh, yeah, thank thank both of y'all for, you know, your perspective on that, your point of view. And I'll close it out um, with my personal message to men, which is kind of like a weekly thing, I guess, because we, we've been kind of focusing on women's issues, uh, which is not a problem. And we're going to keep on doing it because we see a problem with the world. We definitely want to try to, you know what I'm saying, use our influence and our voice to make as much change as we can. But this is my 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 plea, my challenge to men is like we gotta stop it and I'm I'm not exempt from this because of course I I live like I said, I live through I live with male privilege and most of the time, even especially as black men, we don't even realize the privilege we have just based on the fact of being men. Nobody tells us what we gotta do, when we gotta do it and how we gotta do it. But women they do. Um so uh, we gotta stop being hypocrites, man. We gotta stop being hypocrites. Like we can't we can't continue to be out here calling women hoes and and bitches and hoes because they're doing things that we as men are doing and we're doing we're simply calling them out on it because they're a woman like a man has sex with 50 different women in, in a month's period and he's a player and everybody praises him for it but a woman does the same thing and everybody including her friends will call her a hoe and it's like well what was the difference 
Like, what is the actual difference? There is none. So, man, we definitely got to stop being hypocrites. We can't, you know what I'm saying? We got to stop being the pots that are calling the kettles black. I think if you out here fucking 50 different, 50 different women in a month, you shouldn't call not Aaron one of them women a hoe because you doing the same exact thing. That kind of shit got to stop. If a woman wants what she wants, let her get it. As a man, there's no point, there's no place for you to tell her that she can't. There's no place for you to degrade her because she made a choice. If a woman wants to fuck three niggas in one night, that's her choice. Niggas do it all of the time, and don't nobody say shit to niggas. You know what I'm saying? Like we, it like, and the thing about it is, most of the stuff is so embedded and so ingrained in 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 what's normal and what's you know what I'm saying. It's it, it's it's always happening that nobody sees a problem with it. But the older I get and the older we get, we got to start seeing the problems with a lot of this normal shit. It's quote-unquote normal shit. Like it's normal if a woman has sex with a bunch of people for her to be called a hoe. And it's normal for a man, if he does the same thing, for him to be called a player. And, of course, everybody sees the difference. Like, player is not a negative connotation. Hoe is. But they did the same exact thing. The only difference was their gender. So we definitely got to stop being hypocrites as men. We got to stop it. Just flat out, just stop it. And the best way we can stop it as men is like, man, when we in a circle of our friends and we hear, you hear your homeboy just dogging a woman, like, you know what I'm saying? Say something. Now, I'm not saying like, you know what I'm saying? Like, of course, women going to get in their circles. They're going to talk about men and talk about he ain't shit, his dick, little law, that shit. They're going to dog and bash men in their circles. That's fine and dandy. That's going to happen. We can't stop that. We can't affect that. Men, we're going to get in our circles. We're going to talk about women. We're going to objectify them a little bit in our conversation. Like, she got a fat ass. She fine. I love She a good woman and all of that. We can't, we can't always stop that. That's fine. But if you got that one homeboy who's constantly like, man, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what? I'll, I'll make it even easier. You and your homeboys posted on the corner, and your, that one homeboy who always hollering at, like, you know what I'm saying, the the, the, the two the two, the two ladies walk by, he's like, hey, red shirt, red shirt, what's up, little mama? And she ignore him, because once she feels like, okay, this nigga gonna call me out by my clothes, instead of being polite and saying, excuse me, or, hey, how y'all doing this evening? He took the, he took the ignorant approach and want to call, hey, red shirt, what up, baby? Holler at a nigga, holler at a real nigga. She either keeps walking or she's like, uh, she blows you off. So now she, well, fuck you then, old dirty ass. You know what I'm saying? Just going just going off. Now she got to be all of those names because you got denied. Except, you know what I'm saying, that, that one homeboy, man, talk to that one homeboy like, bro, why she got to be all of that? Because she denies your stupid ass? Call him out. Call him right back out like, bro, you really, you really going to snap on her because you, because you stepped to her wrong in the first place. And she addressed you as such. So now you mad. So now she got to be a bitch in the hole. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, we always, that's the thing, like, man, we always talk about we love our mamas, we love our sisters. We dare anybody ever say anything negative like that about our mothers, our sisters, our aunts, and our female cousins. You know what I'm saying? So why in the hell do we do it to other women? Just because we not we don't know them and they not in our family. We got to stop that shit. That's hypocritical. We got to stop that. We got we to gotta cut that shit real quick. But the thing about it is, black women and, and black women and black men, we are so we are so together in this shit that we don't even know it, and we constantly going back and forth with each other over all kinds of issues. Black men weren't marrying white white women, uh, interracial and all of this, and and then we constantly getting taken out by you know government agencies and all, like it's just so much shit going on, and like it's so much stuff compounded on top of us as colored people. 
you know what I'm saying? Let's start small and fix a lot of these little issues just to make relations between black women and black men and the relations between men and women better because men, I'm talking to black, white, brown, yellow, and pink men. If we simply change the relationships and the attitudes we have towards women in the positive just a little bit, Earl would be better. I mean that shit. I promise you that shit. Just a little bit. Like if you know if you know in yourself that you calling a woman out of her name fifteen times a day, drop that shit down to ten and see how much your play increase. Just do it. Just try it. Instead of being instead of getting pissed off at a woman, you know what I'm saying, you call her like a hey, red shirt and she blow you off. Instead of lashing out being like, Well fuck you then, just be like, you know what I'm saying, catch yourself. Try it and be like, you know what, I'm sorry, I apologize that I came I obviously came at you the wrong way. Let me try this again. Can we start over? I guarantee you'll get way farther. Try it and see. Try it and see. I guarantee you'll get way farther. Man, we got to start holding each other accountable for a lot of shit. Women, continue to hold men accountable for shit. You know what I'm saying? We seeing it. We seeing it where, you know what I'm saying, women are, you know, rejecting men and stuff, and they getting beat and killed and murdered and stalked and all of that shit. For what? That shit is ridiculous. In itself. I mean, you that small-minded, you that fucking emotional, and you a bitch. By emotional standards, you a bitch because you can't even take rejection from a female. Because So you decide, like, all right, I'm going to go whoop her ass. I'm going to go stalk her. Like, that's some bitch shit. That's some grade-A bitch shit in every sense of the word. And you ain't shit. You do some shit like that. Any man that snaps on a woman or takes it even further than that because she rejected him because from jump... He stepped to a wrong, use a bitch. And I'm calling you out. Stop that shit. ASAP. And men who don't say nothing about it, myself included, because, you know what I'm saying, I know I've been in situations where dudes are, not not where dudes are getting physical or anything like that, but when, you know what I'm saying, we, we carry on a typical nigga conversation. But women are being objectified and all that shit, and nobody is saying nothing to stop. Like, the most I'll do, and I know it, and I, and I admit it now, is, you know, I'm, I, I'll be quiet on it. You know what I'm saying? I just won't, you know, I won't engage in that conversation. Might be like, well, how you feel? I'm like, you know what? I don't need, I ain't even comfortable with talking about it. But no, you start standing up, and be like, you know what? That whole conversation, that whole, you know, what I'm saying that whole rhetoric y'all was just spitting is all bullshit. Y'all need to quit that shit. Grow up, man. Because everybody, everybody always talking about they want a woman. Because most of these niggas, and I always say it, most of these niggas who doing that shit go home lonely every fucking night. Lonely as fuck. So quit that shit. We can't be all about man. We want women and we want this and but then we, you know, what I'm saying. Like, niggas go out here and spend their bread for their last pair of Jordans or their uh, car that's nice and all of this shit. Step over to scratch it up and see what the fuck happened. They go the fuck off. Treat women the same goddamn way if you want to. That's the way you got to put it in your mind to treat women better. Just, you know what I'm saying? Like, not trying to put women as a uh, as a material or objectifying thing, but, you know what I'm saying? Like, we treat a lot of black men treating their cars and their shoes better than a black woman. And that's where you came from. That's where you're trying to get. Niggas trying, niggas coming from the pussy and trying to die in some pussy, but you gonna treat it like shit. You ain't shit if you thinking like that. Change that shit. I'm done with my rant. So um, as usual, follow us on Instagram, Area Twenty One Podcast. That's Area Number Twenty One Podcast. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Shout out to all of our supporters. We hit, you know, what I'm saying we hit over a hundred followers on uh, Twitter. So we trying to stack that up. Uh, also follow us on Instagram. We close to hit three hundred. 
Let us hit 300. We five away from 300. So when y'all hear this, by the time y'all hear this, I want everybody that hears this to give us five uh, five new followers on Instagram. Um, and then also one, 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 one quick thing. I would be remiss if I did not shout out uh, a million black butterfly because without them, this would not be possible. But as of uh, two days ago, uh, the Area 21 the Underground Takedown uh, has reached over 400 downloads in over 10 countries internationally. So we are officially international, and uh, we over 400 downloads. So thank you yes. so much to everybody for all of the support, all of the support. We appreciate y'all. We see y'all. Thank you, 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 thank you. Um, and that's that's pretty much it for my shout outs. Uh A Miller, you got any shout outs? Um, I just wanna shout out everybody, um, especially like on Twitter. They're always interacting with me when we do live tweets every Monday for Ratchet Monday, Loving Hip Hop Atlanta. And then we're gonna I'm gonna be live tweeting AJ for um basketball wise LA too. So I'm tweeting twice on Monday. So make sure y'all hit us up, Area 21 Podcast on Twitter. Talk to me. We need feedback on these shows. And, you know, just shout out to everybody. It's Easter weekend. I hope everybody enjoys their day off because some of us got to work. Yeah, I'm still a little salty. But, um, <laughs> you know, just enjoy your families and um, and enjoy the reason for um, for this blessed occasion on Sunday. That's what's up. Uh, Black Butterfly, shout out. Uh, yeah, I just want to shout out to Melanin, man. Want to shout out to Melanin. We are truly magical beings. I mean, from the time our ancestors have come to now, we have persevered. We have been through so much, and still, Lord knows, still going through so much. Still not at the levels we should be in our families, in our finances, in our career, just because of you know, systematic, you know, oppressions amongst other things. But just shout out to melanin just because we we shine in any way. You know, melanin magic, that's a term for a reason. We are the chosen people. We are made to endure. We are made to persevere. So just keep pushing, man. And I'm speaking to myself on this. It gets hard. You know, somebody that's worked both in corporate and, uh, you know, other uh work entities or institutions and sometimes just feeling unappreciated, you know, and you're seeing people p- pass you by with half the credentials and, you know, you, you get tired, you get, you get, you get discouraged sometimes, but, you know, I believe that we, things going to turn around for us soon. So shout out to Melanie and then just shout out to all our followers. Thank you for following Fly Girl Fashions and supporting me. Thank you for following King Friday, A. Millie, um, and, Anybody you know who's in our winner circle that's trying to trying to get it, man. We are trying to be young moguls out here. Always, always one hundred. But um, yeah, this will about do it. Oh yeah, one uh, one more time. We definitely got a uh, shout out, Kristen Mother Nature, uh, with Express Yourself. Y'all definitely go follow her. Check her out. That's uh, at e x b r e a s t y o u r. S-E-L-F, express yourself. Also follow that hashtag to keep up with everything she's doing. Follow her. Uh, we definitely want to thank her one more again for coming on Area 21 on 1. Um, and you know what I'm saying? Just giving us a little insight into our business and educating us on all things uh, that do with breastfeeding, pregnancy, and, uh, you know, that whole realm of uh, women's 
women's health and things of that nature. But definitely shout out to her. As always, shout out to Black Butterfly and A. Millie for always being my gracious co-host and always accompanying me on this journey. Uh, we doing bigger and better things. Uh, more is in store for us. The followers going up, the listens going up, the subscribers going up, and it ain't even Tuesday. So y'all stay tuned. We always got something in store for you. We always got more goodness. Uh, every time we come on, we got some amazing announcements. So y'all just stay tuned. Keep rocking with us. We appreciate everybody that's rocking with us. Y'all going to get some more people to rock with us because we're going to rock this boat. And I promise you it won't tip over. So as always, it's your boy King Friday. A. Millie, Black Butterfly, Area 21, The Underground, Takedown, Episode 9. And we are out. We out. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.